It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here once again with Melissa Ruggieri, <laughs> our frequent guest, and, and we're always happy to have her. Yes, thank you. And uh, this week we also have something really special. We are also here with Katie Kiley. Yes, I am something very special. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, 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 we're doing a podcast about a podcast. Yes, yes. It's, it's very meta, the whole, yes, we're a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I like it. So, uh, speaking of the podcast, uh, the two of you do this podcast. Uh, is it is it weekly or? It is. It yeah. is. We started doing it in September, and it's called Two Girls Talking. Yeah. With a two. Not the, not the word the two. number two. Right. right. So right. if you search for it, you have to look for the number two. Yeah, you might see some other things that you're kind of like, is that Katie and Melissa? Yes. No? My husband actually was just Googling it the other day, and he said, you know there are like two girls talking about sex. I'm like, no, it's not us. It's, not, <laughs> it's just two girls talking. <laughs> The number two. And then when we say that, it's like, after you've said number two like 60 times, you're like, okay, maybe we should change the name, but we're already in now. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and it, that's, it's, it makes it uh, different. Yes. Stand out. Yes. And, you know, we have a graphic now, too, so it has, to, so it has to kind of all go together yes. the way it was. But, you know, Katie, of course, is the afternoon drive host on the river and has been in rock radio for how many years? 35, wow. I think. Yeah, very close to 36, if not already. But, yeah. And we just, time. you know, we just kind of figured, you know, we do it. We do a weekly music news thing on the river. I go in and, and hang out with her. We've been doing that probably about four years, yeah, five years now. So. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, actually, they came to you and said, okay, you two talk a lot. So <laughs> why don't you talk a little bit more? <laughs> Well, I know that this one can talk. Melissa is, uh, <laughs> it, that's that's one thing that we never have any yes. issue with. When Isn't that great, yeah. though? It because is. Because having the other problem is a problem. Yes. Somebody that's not talking, you're like, oh, my, I am just sitting here twisting in the wind. Yeah, yeah when the, when you have uh, an, are interviewing someone who's uncooperative and you ask a question and it's monosyllabic it's or... Horrible. You just sit there and start thinking about everything but them. Right, exactly. And that's actually what our first podcast was about, like some of our best and worst interviews right. and, and why they were that way, because we've both interviewed so many people over the years that yeah. we've both had interesting experiences. And that was one of the reasons why we thought doing a podcast would be fun, because we have, you know, I've been doing this 20-something years now. Yeah. <laughs> and interestingly, we just interviewed Rick Ocasek of the Cars last week, and it was one of the few people neither of us had ever interviewed, because yes, between us, so you know, about it. 
between us, there's a pretty long list. And, yeah. you know, so so we just figured it was a cool way. And, and Katie, you have so many interviews from, you know, the old days of radio that you figured was a great place to use them also. Yes. So we use like audio that's from the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, cool. It's pretty fun. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. We had and Brian Ray. Is much higher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's funny because we, we were listening um, yesterday. We were recording this week's about Greg Allman because his birthday is this weekend. And yeah. we, we, we sometimes will try and time it to, you know, something if there's an event or, or like the Queen movie, you know, we talked about that. But Katie had, like the Queen movie, Katie had this great audio with Brian May from, when was that, like 90? Yes, it was it was the year Freddie Mercury died. Right. So it was 96. Right. And it was amazing to be able to hear back then before Freddie had died what the yeah. plans were. And he knew at that time, too, that what was right. going on. So that was very... It's it's really cool. Yeah, I love I, I love hearing back. Uh, you know those things that that you know happened so long ago, and you've forgotten often yes. how those things went or what they sounded like, and you sounded different. And I, I and, love that. And Greg Allman definitely sounded very different in all the <laughs> the ones we listened to yesterday from like three different interviews. And it's interesting to hear the change. The, the change. How there were a couple, and you could tell he was in pain. Yeah. Maybe he was a little somewhere else, and then <laughs> then one he was just as perky and as upbeat and regular sounding as he could have been. But that really tells a story. And there must be 10 or 12 of those. So that would be really interesting to put the years together with how he sounded because he wasn't well a lot of that time. But And yeah, and you know, and, and we're also trying to maybe get some people to come in to talk to us. We had Peter Conlon from Live Nation come yep. in a couple of weeks ago and he sat with us for God, like two hours. He was a poor man. I don't think he was expecting that. <laughs> but we we want to talk. We want to do a podcast in the next couple of weeks um, about Alex Cooley. Yeah. And since Alex died this month, uh, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it'll be three years ago this year. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we you know we want to appear to come in to talk about Alex. But since we had him, we figured, okay, well, let's ask you about Greg Allman, and let's ask you about concert promotion, and yeah. you know all these other things. So you know we'll be able to use those comments from him throughout next year probably in in different topics that, that we'll come up with and um you know i you're, you're good friends with peter stroud so we're going to try and get he's a guitar player for Cheryl crow but he also has yeah. played with don henley and he's been on stage yeah. with keith richards and i mean what to to be a player and to be on stage with some of yeah. these people and he's a great in his own right yeah. but he's as much of a fan as he is as he has got fans, you know, so it'd be fun to talk to him. Yeah, it'd be great to have him come in. Maybe we can get, like, Chuck Lavelle to come in. You know, I mean, there's so many people that, that we kind of have in mind going forward that right. we can make a podcast around. Because yeah. I don't think we'll ever have a shortage of topics. <laughs> Neither do I, no. Yeah. We're, we're trying to be organized and keep a list of, okay, That's here's the a, that is yeah. the hardest thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know, you can always file it away, and it's like, then look at the list. If, if you happen exactly. to think, oh, wait, you know, we're running out of topics, it's like, we've got a whole list. That's so exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, you know, one thing that we want to talk about, too, coming up is um, all the music artists who have shows on Broadway, whether oh, like yeah. whether it's about them, like the Cher show, yeah. or like Huey Lewis. Kitty just saw the, the preview out in California a couple months ago of, of the Harder Rock and Roll, which they're trying to bring to Broadway. So we're hoping to get Huey on the phone to talk about that, so then right. we can make it a broader discussion about all the, you know, the Go-Go's just have what's closing next month, but still, you know, the, yeah. the Go-Go's just have yeah. one, and of course Cher, you know, Cher yeah. and, you know, I mean, there's yeah. so, um, Alanis Morissette. There's so many people who, artists, who are now turning their lives or using their music as jukebox musicals right. that, you know, it's kind of a trend, and, right. you know, if we can get someone like Huey Lewis to talk to oh, us about Springsteen, it. Why not? Yeah, I you know. His was more like a concert thing, though, wasn't it? Or it was, it? no, it was actually, I thought it was going to be 
him talking about his songs. Right. But what it was was he was talking about his life and then playing the songs underneath. And it was oh. amazing how he wove. Of course, it's his life and his songs, so he can do that. Yeah. But for you as the listener and watching us, it was amazing how he wove it in. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was just the opposite way of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So it was always a surprise. What song is this going to be? And yeah. you could hear him kind of playing the intro on the piano, but it was always stripped down and very different from yeah. what what you heard. So and that was different. I think what was really cool about that show, having not seen it but just hearing about it, and you know, you're you're one of the few people I know who saw it firsthand, was how he did the same thing every night, which is so yeah. unlike Springsteen, because in that sense, it really was sort of like a, a play that, yes. you know, you can't really change the dialogue or the music right. or the whatever. I mean, I don't think he changed anything throughout Probably all 200 didn't. and whatever shows that he's I'll done. I'll know when I see it on the... On Netflix. On Netflix. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's where I'll be seeing it, on Netflix. But, but. you do get the feeling that he had perfected, you know, in other sure. words, but in a way that seemed like it was offhand. So he did, he was a, he's a good actor too. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, that's a great thing. One of the things that that uh, you can do with with your podcast is like you were talking about interviews and and that sort of thing is uh, sort of behind the scenes about the way these things happen. It's like you know most people don't think about the interviews; they just hear them or read them. That's true. It's like they don't think about what you know what goes into it, right? Or what it's like. Like we were just saying, if it, if you have a tough interview and you know do that tap dance of trying to get somebody to talk to you or whatever, and and yeah, it's funny. Over Thanksgiving, um, my my 26 year old nephew was telling me how much he liked our podcast, which is very sweet of him, and and he said, yeah, I kind of feel like you guys get to talk about stuff like that you couldn't really write about, meaning me or Katie couldn't really talk about on the air. Stuff like who was our best interview or who was our worst interview, right. you know, and that's true because yeah, I don't think I would necessarily write a story about. You know, Stephen Tyler's a great interview. Shaka Khan, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but when you're doing a podcast, it's the perfect realm for it to, yeah. you know, to tell people about it. And, you know, when I was at the CMA Awards um, in November, we we were going to do like a little behind the scenes thing, but then we were talking about something else that week and a queen, I think maybe, and it was already sort of getting long, so we thought, nah. But for the Grammys, I'm sure we'll, we'll we could do like a, you know, what it's like to be backstage at the Grammys. Oh, I've yeah. been yeah. been there many many years, <laughs> and yeah. we'll be there again. So, you know, stuff like that, like you say, that people don't really think about they don't realize but yeah yeah. or is somebody late calling or they calling in the middle of a song and you're like oh i got it you know yes they don't because you have to be a professional and go on but i'm sure you know i went to the grammys one year and i was bored out of my gourd sitting backstage waiting for people to come back and with me and now especially with social media i mean i I don't stop for like nine hours because you know you're you're writing is different yeah exactly because you're either you're either posting something or putting something on the blog or somebody's coming back and of course somebody always comes back like right in the middle of your deadline and then you know you've got a print deadline to hit and 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 yeah, it's 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 really it's like it's the Super Bowl of music. I mean, it is. Oh yeah, we have that too this year, the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> so we'll probably talk about that too, <laughs> getting yeah. getting closer to it because there's yeah. a lot of a lot of music stuff. We're gonna have to make sure to carve out that week and put Super Bowl. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I mean, you know, be, be, with our collective backgrounds, you know, it just sort of makes sense. And you know, we become friends over the years too. So it was just a really easy thing. Yeah, we hang out. We go to trivia yeah, together. Yeah, we go to lunch every week. We have to gamble together. <laughs> we both we have love football. We have a lot of the same interests. We both have black cats. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little scary, don't I worry. It does. But we both We're like to adopt ladies. them. <laughs> yeah. Right. You only have one. I only have two. So it's not like you know, crazy. So you're not into that demographic. If I had a house again, yeah, it could be into crazy town. Yeah. But my husband will keep me from that happening. <laughs> He's a cat man, though. He, he is. Really he is. is. So, yeah. So, you know, we, we have a lot in common. And, you know, we have a very easy rapport with each other. And, and yeah. you know, and we like talking about, the, you know, the, the people who we've talked to because we each bring like our own shared experience to the podcast right. 
And, you know, because I had talked to Greg Allman, you know, a couple times before, you know, before we did some interviews together. That's the other thing. We started doing interviews together probably about two years ago because we realized, like, if Ann Wilson is going to call me and Ann Wilson is and Ann Wilson's going to call Katie and they play and they play hard. Why not just be in the studio together and do it at the same time? And I think that's worked out really well, too, because, you know, Katie will often ask questions that I wouldn't have thought to ask. Yeah. And maybe sometimes I may bring up something that she didn't you know, know about. And and we both get a better interview out of it. So, you know, she gets what she needs for to put online for the radio station. And I get what I need for my story. And it's and I think the promo- I think everybody enjoys it more. I think they yeah. do. Yeah. I think it's very the easy artists. To, I would think unusual. it would be more comfortable. Yes. It, it feels more conversational right. rather than confrontational. Exactly. You know, like like you're you're questioning someone right. like under under a light. Although we've had a couple of people got kind of go. Oh, I know. Not sure, it's, it's like, like two, two of us, two, two on one. Initially, and like, yeah, they're sort of like, oh, hi. <laughs> but then I think they realize, you know, once we start talking, and you know, and and when we we have you know an easy enough relationship too that we're in the studio together, so we can look at each other so katie will know like when i want to ask something or i'll know when to shut up because you know she's asking something we we did was it, well, i guess it was rick okasic who also is a big pauser in in his talking yeah. and, and you have to wait, you have yeah. to wait and he's, he would stop and we both did it like we thought he was done so we would we kept talking over him right. <laughs> and then at some point you realize oh this is how this is going to go right. <laughs> you know? although you know what i learned to do what's really funny is i used to do all these interviews live on the air yeah. so it, and i can remember my boss coming in at certain points putting the wind it up you know but you can't do that interviews you really need to make the person comfortable if you're going to do a good interview you need to ease them into it and you need to talk about things that may be not so interesting to you but then you know that once you get them warmed up you're going to be able to delve deeper right so for me when my bosses were doing that I'd pretend like I couldn't see through the window you know <laughs> and I have somebody on the phone or in the room with me whatever it was they were live but the great thing about having um, now and it really took me a long time to get used to not being able to do them live anymore we right. don't get to run them live on the air anymore because it's takes up too much time but editing them the interesting thing was when we were talking over rick i've learned how to take i can we're on two different tracks so i can take when you and i are talking together that we're on one track but when we talk to somebody else they're on another track so i can literally take our volume down and you can hear what he's saying behind us oh so it's and then i just edit it to where it sounds like we didn't even interrupt right which is really cool yeah that is cool so so it makes them sound more like, like flow, like it yeah, flows it better. Makes it flow much yeah, better. yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing too, I, I mean, I, I know this has been a little not not difficult, but just different for both of us. That you know, with radio, you know, Katie's so used to being a perfectionist with everything because you know you won't put something on the radio unless it sounds you know perfectly yeah. done. If you stumble or whatever, and sometimes with the podcast, you know, it's like that's not really what that is. You know, like yeah. you and I have had moments where we're like, um, what was that called again? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of and we kind of keep going. And I and I think you know we we both kind of learned that it's okay. Just keep just keep talking because it is more of just having a conversation like we are now, not necessarily right. a, a, a produced piece of something or whatever. And you know, whoever's listening, they. Don't care yeah yeah you hope they're learning something or you know or are are interested or entertained but you know i think part of the the appeal of it is is its conversational nature and its ease and and it's like this is this is real life it's not it's not polished and perfected all the time and it's just more laid back i mean even you know sometimes we think this past week actually you know we weren't exactly sure where we were going to go with our conversation about greg allman and you know katie was like well let's just roll (laughs) and it worked fine and 20 minutes later later. well and that's i've found that that's what i have to tell people here i've had you know some of uh, our co-workers come in and and do the podcast with me and they they're really really nervous Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just tell them, it's, just act like you're talking to me. You, right. We're just having a conversation. That's all it is. Right. Um, you know, just like you're talking to me. Don't forget about the microphone. Forget about all of this stuff. Just 
chat. Right. And I think people who aren't used to a microphone get a little intimidated yeah. by the, the sight of a microphone. Whereas, I don't know, I mean, and I'm sure with you, all the years you've been doing it, at, all the, I mean, all the years I've been on radio doing kind of what I do with Katie, I, I've never thought about the fact that there could be a million people listening. It's weird. Yeah. It's like it's never intimidated me. And, yeah. and I guess I'm fortunate that way because, you know, you could freeze up very easily if suddenly that thing clicks in your brain. That's like, yeah, a lot of people listening. Don't screw up. Don't screw up. Don't screw up. But instead, I'm just sort of like, eh, eh, whatever. And you just have, have to. Happen. Yeah. That's the thing I tell students came in the other day from I'm not sure where it might have been Georgia Southern, but they came in with a group leader and they said, can we watch you for a few minutes? And they were asking, like, what's the best advice you got? And I said, don't ever, when you're talking on the air like this, act like you're talking to more than one person yeah. or, mm-hmm. or the two that are mm-hmm. sitting here in the room. Mm-hmm. Just be talking to your best friend yeah. because that's when it becomes real, exactly. you know? People hear that on the other end and, it, yeah. And, and, yeah, they know when you're being an announcer. Yeah. And I don't think they thought of that. Well, and that's why, you know, oh, the other thing Katie and I do, too, we started doing kind of, I guess, this year is we do a lot of, I've been joining her for some of her live remotes from concerts. Okay. So we, we did U2, we did Steely Dan, we did um, somebody else. Oh, uh, Chastain. Well, we did a Facebook oh, Live, yes, actually, yes, from, yes. from the opening of Chastain. So we've been doing, like, more of that yeah, sort of live on the air thing together, Because why not? Too. When you have and TV, and yeah, TV, radio, and newspaper in the same building, kind yeah. of, why aren't we working together right, doing right, things right. like You know, and since we're already doing stuff together. But it's always amazing to me when we're doing one of those live remotes. I mean, all the people who come up to Katie who have been listening to her for years and are just, you know, and they feel like they know you. And, I mean, you're so gracious with them. You know, you, you do know some of them. I mean, just from yes. over the – or you know them by name or whatever. And But it's like that, that whole – it's that whole conversational thing, you know, because that's the way you present yourself on the air that people feel like they know you, that, they, that you're their friend. Very, and very special. They've been listening to you for a long time. Yeah. And, and that's that's really kind of a cool thing. I kind of – it is. It's really kind of fun to watch sometimes at, yeah. at these things where they're like, oh, my God, Katie Godley, I've been listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was three or whatever. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay. And you're 20, 30, you know, whatever it is, it always makes me feel very old, but that's all right. Yes. Yes. It's very special. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, we've kind of just brought everything that we both have and it's been, you know, pretty easy except for, you know, there's a lot of a lot more heavy lifting on your end a lot because of the interviews that you go back and you find and you edit and, you know, work in. But other than that, I mean, the talking part is is not a problem. Well, that's that's one of the great things about radio is like you do have an archive and it's like that's it's wonderful to have that. It's like I. You know, I've done some interviews where I've I've taped them, mm-hmm. you know, on the phone or right. whatever, and I've saved those things. Oh, yeah. They would never really work in this sort of thing because it's like the sound is terrible, but I've kept them just because it's, you know, it's, it's a, a memory. memory. It's your history. It's, it's your history in journalism, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. And, you know, oh, I guess we should probably mention some of the things that we've done podcasts on. Also, we, you know, we, we, we've done Greg Allman. Um, we also did a thing about music autobiographies because we both like to read and, you know, and there's a million of them out there. Um, we did Rick Ocasek. We did the Queen movie. We actually got to. Paul McCartney. Oh, that's right. When the uh, that was that was one of our first ones too. Actually, that may have been the part of the first one also when McCartney's album came out. Um, Yeah, with the Queen movie, it was cool because the guy whose vocals are actually used with Freddie Mercury's in the movie, Mm -hmm. he plays with a group called Black Jacket Orchestra, Black Mm -hmm. Jacket Symphony. I always forget which one it is. And they're coming to Symphony Hall in February, and so they were able to set us up with an interview with him. You know, now because of the Queen movie, and we got to talk to him about what it was like, you know, being Freddie Mercury's other voice basically in the movie, which. I, you know, a lot of, I've talked to a lot of people who did not know that. Like, you know, we kind of got something that 
you know, other podcasts, like big podcasts, have talked about saying it was Rami Malek singing and it was not Rami yeah. Malek yeah. singing. singing. Mm-hmm. So, you like know, we're like, no. Yeah, they didn't make is, a big deal of that, no, it seems. I'm not even sure he's I, yeah, I wondered too. I tried to watch to see if he was credited. Yeah, I, I don't didn't think, see I don't think he is. And, and they even told us when we interviewed him, like, please don't make the whole interview about the Queen movie. You know, make sure right. you talk to him about the reason why he's coming to town, which which is totally cool. But he was, you know, he was great. His name is Mark Martell, this guy. So, so we, you know, we had a little, we were able to use interview clips with him and talking about in the Queen podcast, movie in the yeah. podcast. And, you know, what else? I'm trying to think what else we've done. We've done um, we've done 11, so we'll probably have 12 or 13 by the end of the year. This is a two-parter. Didn't we do one that we just – oh, that that was the Rick Ocasek, the Rick Ocasek one, Ocasek one. just literally yeah. used that interview. Yeah. yeah. We were like, well, he had a lot to say, so we'll just do an intro, and here you go. Because you don't get to hear him talk very often, so why not? I mean, that was, that was fun. Yeah. So we'll do more of that. The problem is some of those interviews pop up at last minute, and we're trying to kind of plan ahead with the podcast, but – I think shift. that we can be flexible. Yeah, we can be flexible. Oh, I, I have I have found that uh, very much to be <laughs> yeah, the right. case. We could be two ta- two girls talking with flexibility. <laughs> yes, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a, really that sounds that. like a different kind of podcast, too, Katie. <laughs> yeah, then you then you're in Google trouble. Yes. <laughs> We also have a Facebook page, um, twogirlstalking.com, and again, it's the number two. And we have a Gmail account, twogirlstalking11, the number 11. Two Girls Talking was taken, yes. twogirlstalking at gmail.com, and both of our birthdays are in November, so we figured we would uh, just make it 11. <laughs> we needed a random number, so we're like, oh, okay, we'll just do 11. <laughs> so, you know, and, we, and really, we, we welcome people to, you know, to chime in, to send us comments, to send us suggestions. Um, yes. You know, we had a nice lady, she, that's actually what gave us the idea for Greg for Allman. Allman. Uh, she was a big Greg fan, so, you know, had written in to say, you know, she still really missed him and didn't feel like felt like maybe she might be the only one like feeling like this but then she joined a fan club found out that she's not and you know and just kind of wanted to know what our thoughts were on greg so that sort of prodded us to say oh well let's do a you know got all these interviews and we've both talked to him a lot i think we felt the same way yeah talked to him so many times that yeah yeah, you kind of feel like he's part of your life and it's not going to be anymore and right and you know and even though we're obviously focused in atlanta we're atlanta based you know the 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 cox people we've talked to about you know doing the podcast they they do want us to be as broad as possible so so while you know we we will certainly focus on things in atlanta or i'll mention you know if there's a concert specifically coming to atlanta you know we also talk about stuff that anybody can listen to or appreciate or you know if somebody's coming in concert they're probably coming somewhere by you wherever yeah. wherever you well you know but it also makes sense to you have some of those things because you you know them you've done yes. them you've dealt with you know things georgia based exactly. and and that sort of stuff uh, so it makes sense that you know you would focus a little bit right. on that but but not necessarily solely on yeah that. exactly like alex cooley when we talk about him you know he might not be as well known outside of the southeast as like a bill graham may have been you know but right. but that's kind of why we want to do it too is to tell people about him and all yeah. the cool stuff he did and just his legacy because he was a really special guy right. and so again you know even and, if and there were things, things of national importance exactly. that he did exactly. that, that, you that know, people he brought to town yeah. The, yeah sure i mean those early days of billy joel and springsteen and you know i mean those were all alex cooley productions you know so yeah. so yeah so even if you happen to be listening to us and you you know, Nashville or, you know, Iowa or whatever. Right. Right. It's, it's still something, something we hope that they could visit in Iowa. I know, they might listen to us in Iowa. Who knows? But, you know. I want to visit Iowa now. <laughs> I've never even thought about maybe, it. Maybe we'll have a fan that will invite us to come. There you go, to Iowa. I love it. <laughs> but I love the fact that, you know, you're getting ideas from, mm-hmm. you know, from people. It's like, you know. I think it feels like now people are uh, are reaching out more, uh, you know, you touch you were talking about someone who had reached out to a fan club, that right. sort of thing. And I feel like people are sort of coalescing around these things. It's like it's like they, they're looking for someone to talk to about the thing that they love. Exactly. 
Um, you know, and, and that's the whole social media yeah. side of life, I guess, that, exactly. you know, you find people with your shared interests or, yeah. you know, and it is cool with something, not cool, but, you know, I mean, it's good it, with someone like a Greg Allman, you know, if you have an artist who, who or Bowie, you know, I mean, someone who really meant a lot to you, Petty. I mean, I know, you know, Petty really affected you when he died. And, you know, to have that community out there and you do kind of feel like, oh, well, it's not just me. Because sometimes when, when, yes. when, you know, when an icon dies, you sort of feel like, OK, well, it's not like it was a member of my family. But yet you still feel that loss. Sure. And then you do think, is it just me? <laughs> like, why do I still care about this right. so much? And yes. it's not just you most of the time. Well, that, Tom Petty is part of my life every day at work. I mean, I play a Tom Petty song yeah. for sure every day. Love his music. Wouldn't miss him if he were in concert. And we saw him couple of times in that last year with Mud Crutch and then, you know, with the Heartbreakers. And wow, you know, you just think, I just saw him yeah. a couple of months ago. How can that happen? And somehow, all of a sudden, somebody that's in your life every day isn't. So that's the whole familial thing about it. Right. Right? And that's actually a good idea for a podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> we could, we could we could talk about, you know, yeah. artists. We could talk about all the artists that we're afraid we killed. <laughs> she and I were like, I know. Prince. Literally, we were at the <laughs> last show. Prince. I mean, I saw the right. early show. Katie saw the last, last show. She saw the second show. And then, uh, you know, a week later, he's dead. And we're like, oh, my God. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then somebody, somebody else that died, like, a couple of weeks after we had just seen them or, or somebody we saw at the Fox, I think. Cause yeah, even, even our colleague, Sheila Poole has joked with me, like Tina Turner had a book coming out or something. She's like, do not interview Tina. Do not go near <laughs> I mean, Tina. And you I don't want to make fun of it, but it is really funny. It I is. mean, that's what we laugh about know, because you're just I like, it's, like, I kind, love of, these it's kind of creepy, yeah. but <laughs> we're like the angels of death. Oh, right. When Joe Perry got, got sick. Oh, I was at that Billy Joel concert, New York. Joel concert the night that he played. Right. Like I don't live in New York. I went to, cause I wanted to see him at Madison Square right. Garden it was bucket list and I'm like oh my god it's Joe Perry I felt like they were doing it just for me somehow because I love Joe Perry and then it's like Melissa everybody's texting me that night going did you know he's in the hospital I'm like no I'm still in New York having a great time are you kidding you know so that's why she and I were, have been yeah. joking that we're yeah we hope not to kill anybody yes. it's definitely not intentional we don't want to be the reasoning behind that, that but yeah. no we don't want to be the angels of death we want everybody to live a very long life Paul McCartney so we can them all many times yes exactly yeah. Exactly. So yeah, but you know, you can you can find us many places to, to check out the podcast. You could yeah. you could subscribe subscribe on iTunes um, right. to download all them the and, usual places where you can yeah. get your podcasts, yeah. including yeah. this one, including this one. So yeah, I love the fact that again we're doing a podcast about a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's great fun. I love doing that, and I mean, and it's great talking to both of you. I love. Yeah, I talk to you all the time, which which is, but but it's great because you know it's 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 always a fun chat. Well, and music, you know, Shane's background is as a music writer as well, so music is his his forte and his interest. So yeah, usually when he and I are in here too, it's like us doing our podcast. I love it. We have lots to talk about. And our producer who does these is sort of like, God, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk for a half an hour. I only need you for like twelve minutes. (laughs) Uh, It's a good problem to have, though. It is. It is. And, you know, there's always the editing process. Oh, so. don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> exactly. You know very well. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess that's uh, probably it. Uh, is there anything else we need to add? I guess that covers everything. You just know where to find us. and Yeah, we would love for you to listen yeah. and tell us what you think. Yeah. yeah, please do reach out. Let us know. Yeah, e- even if you don't like it, tell yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> if you've got suggestions for them, suggestions for us, uh, we're we're always. You are why we're doing this. Yeah, that's the exactly. that's the thing. We want you to listen and have fun. Yeah. So well, thanks a lot, Melissa. Thank you, and thank you, Katie. Thank you, Shane. I've enjoyed talking to you, I, meeting you. I've heard so many nice things about you. That's it great. was great having you here. Thank we you. really enjoyed it.
Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Back in the days before they were tapped as the house band for NBC's Late Night, and later The Tonight Show, it seemed unjust that The Roots weren't one of the biggest hip-hop acts on the planet. They regularly wiped the floor with bigger stars who sold far more. But now the evidence of their greatness comes into American living rooms on a regular basis. Long after many of today's shooting stars have become trivia questions, this band's albums will stand as classics. Questlove and his Grammy-winning bandmates will be ringing in the new year at the Coca-Cola Roxy at the Battery next to the Brave SunTrust Park. Victory Boyd is also on the bill with the show beginning at 9 p.m. on Monday, December 31st. Check out The Roots at the Coca-Cola Roxy on New Year's Eve. Tickets were originally on sale for $52.50 to $75. Prices always tend to fluctuate and usually increase as the show gets closer to selling out and the date draws near. Get more info on the show and find tickets at coca-cola-roxy.com. Atlanta History Center is celebrating the art of barbecue with a food-centric exhibition, focusing on the idea that barbecue is a truly American food. The show includes artifacts that date back three centuries, along with short documentaries produced by the Southern Foodways Alliance, as well as footage pulled from decades-old presidential archives. There are chopping blocks, butcher knives, cash boxes, and nearly every other tool needed to run a barbecue joint. You'll also hear recordings of old barbecue stories piped in on speakers and a playlist of barbecue-inspired songs. There's even a recreation of a smokehouse complete with the scent of smoke. The exhibition makes it clear that our human history is intimately connected to the history of meat, fire, and smoke. This exhibition continues through June 16th, and museum admission is $21.50. Senior citizens and students ages 13 and older pay $18, ages 4 to 12 are $9, and it's free for children under 4. See it at the Atlanta History Center on Paces Ferry Road in Buckhead. Get more info at atlantahistorycenter.com. As Sylvie hangs the laundry in the backyard, a mischievous squirrel takes off with her favorite piece of clothing as the Center for Puppetry Arts presents Squirrel Stole My Underpants from the Gotta Bees of Boston. She's led on a chase that takes her through a mysterious world that emerges from her laundry basket, meeting some odd characters along the way. The Center for Puppetry Arts is continuing its dedication to programming for patrons with autism spectrum disorder on Sunday, June 6th, with sensory-friendly modifications to the 1 p.m. performance, as well as in the museum from noon to 1 p.m. and in the Creative Puppet workshops from 1.45 to 2.30 p.m. They'll provide a quiet room, social stories, noise-reducing headphones, and fidget toys for guests wishing to use them. For details, visit puppet.org ASD. Other performances of Squirrel Stole My Underpants take place from January 2nd through January 6th at the Center for Puppetry Arts at 1404 Spring Street. Tickets are $19.50. Find out more at puppet.org. Christmas isn't over at Stone Mountain. Through January 6th, you can still visit the park's Stone Mountain Christmas. The tickets start at $34.95. And if you want to play in the snow, Snow Mountain features 18 lanes of daytime tubing fun. That requires a separate ticket for two-hour tubing sessions and all-day access to the play area. Those tickets also start at $34.95. You'll find combo packages that start at $49.95, and there are discounts available online at stonemountainpark.com. Don't forget that it's $20 for parking, or you can pay $40 for an annual pass. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, 
Podcast edited by Jasmine Ellis. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh,